I'm Kelsey. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to episode one of a new series on this podcast that we're calling No Rest for the Cryptid. In this episode, we'll be discussing the Jersey Devil, and we'll also be covering a local cryptid that Kelsey and I, among our siblings and other friends, have experienced growing up in Troy, New York. But before we jump into all of that, Kels, has anything exciting happened since we last recorded? I don't know about exciting, but I <laughs> did actually have something really weird happen. Mm, that do tell, do tell. <laughs> I'll tell you, I can't explain it though. <laughs> Out of the blue, on I want to say Monday, a pair of sweatpants just materialized in my house. Oh. No clue where they came from. And that's terrifying. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And the thing is, they're old. Mm. Like they're they're kind of faded, and the tag is faded, and they're super comfy though. <laughs> so, I I didn't buy them. Like I know for a fact that I didn't buy them, and just like forget about them because they were in with the clean laundry. Hmm. But yeah, the weirdest part though is that this isn't even the first time that a piece of clothing has just appeared in my house. <laughs> this isn't even the second time. So <laughs> I did lose three pillowcases in the wash over the last few months, though. So maybe whatever wormhole they got sucked into, I got the sweatpants in exchange. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So random. <laughs> I know. Speaking of weird things in our neck of the woods, though, we do have a local cryptid legend that we wanted to discuss in today's episode. I know that we've experienced it together. I know our siblings and their friends have experienced it. But you and your brother were actually the first ones to tell me about the Lansingburg werewolf. So would you like to start us off today? Sure. I grew up just down the hill from a massive cemetery in Troy, Oakwood Cemetery, and the woods around it have so much energy. There used to be woods straight to it from my house, save for like a road or two, but now there's all of these developments that have mm. popped up. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they really freaked me out as a kid with my bedroom window facing it. And they still have that strange energy. It might have something to do with the fact that there's three cemeteries within walking distance of mm -hmm. each other. <laughs> but there's just always something that seems to be watching you from the woods. Yes. You never feel alone when you're around those woods. Mm -mm. One night when I was probably 14, maybe a little bit younger... My brother and a group of his friends went camping and exploring in these woods, just, you know, had a fire and such. Then they come back that same night saying that something was following them and stalking them from within the woods. I think they caught a glimpse of it at one point, but it kind of seemed to remain within a close distance of them the whole time that they were there, which is a little unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed to be an intelligent predator, but definitely not human. There's this bike path that goes by all of the cemeteries and through the woods. So they left their spot running down the path and could hear something running alongside them. 
Mm-hmm. One of them got scratched by something on his arm. Uh, could have been a branch or something, but it's just so dark in there yeah. that really, who knows? But you do know when you're being watched and observed by something that does not want you there. Mm-hmm. When you're going into Oakwood Cemetery from the Lansingburg or just North Troy entrance, it's this paved road going uphill with trees all around it that seem to form an endless archway above you with hardly any light shining through. But regardless, if you can't see it, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be a psychic to know that someone or something is stalking you. Not at all. Mm -hmm. It's just human instinct. Mm -hmm. My brother and his friends experienced it too. I forget the exact details, but I do remember him telling me that they were walking on the bike path and they started hearing twigs snapping around them like something was circling them. Mm -hmm. My brother and his friend saw a dark shadow move behind a tree and so they started running. Something, they said, started chasing after them because they could hear it moving Mm. And my brother swore that he heard something make this grunting kind of noise. Mm -hmm. They made it home safe, but they all swore that something was stalking them, just like what your brother experienced. Mm -hmm. I also remember that one of our friends from high school told us once that he was driving along the road right next to the woods at night. And he saw this huge creature run across and into the woods like a straight up werewolf Mm. is what he described it as. And I remember him telling me this story with such conviction that I believed him. Yeah. (laughs) Mm hmm. One of our personal experiences happened on a summer night a few years ago, Mm -hmm. strolling along the bike path like everybody else. We had taken a walk just to get out for a bit, catch up on a few things since we had not seen each other in a few weeks because we were working like crazy. Mm -hmm. But we went a bit before dusk and we decided to leave the bike path when the sun started setting. But only a few minutes after we had turned around on the trail, we saw a dark shadow move. And then we heard a twig snap a few feet away from us. We heard something breathe. Like, (sighs) so we started running and we stopped when we got to the trail that we had to go down because it's kind of down an embankment. But we heard more twigs snapping and something breathing heavily again. So we ran down the hill (laughs) because hell no. (laughs) I also remember it being significantly brighter out of the trail too. Yeah. Actually, like the moment that we got to level ground, it was way brighter. Of course, you know, there's cover from the trees and such. So obviously it'll be darker in there. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It just felt off. Like the energy was making it darker. Yeah. I often feel like that after I smoke cleanse, just that there's a brighter quality to everything in my Mm -hmm. home. But those woods, they get pitch black even when they shouldn't be. Oh, totally. Mm. And I remember us literally making it a point to look back to see if anything had (gasps) run out behind us. Oh, God, I get the chills. (laughs) But the woods and the trail up to the hill were just pitch black. Mm -hmm. 
I've heard the same thing said about the Pine Barrens, too, that the woods just get darker than dark. Oh, God, that's so scary. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And so that's why we chose the Jersey Devil as our first series cryptid. Dating all the way back to 1735, the Jersey Devil, sometimes referred to as the Leeds Devil, is said to inhabit the Pine Barrens throughout southern New Jersey, though it has also been spotted in some parts of Pennsylvania, too. It's been described a bit differently throughout the centuries, but it's most often depicted as a horse-like creature with leathery bat wings, clawed hands, and cloven hooves. The Pine Barrens is a vast area of desolate, sandy roads and pine trees that spans across more than seven counties in southern Jersey. According to folklore, Mother Leeds, who lived in the Pine Barrens with her 12 children, got pregnant with a 13th child and, out of frustration, she cursed the child, saying that he would be born a devil. On a stormy night in 1735, she gave birth, and while her child came out normal, as a newborn would, he started changing moments later. Mother Leeds and the midwives, who assisted in the delivery, said that her child started growing a tail and wings, and its face had changed into something that resembled a horse. Talon-like claws tore through its fingertips. Hooves had grown in place of its feet, and its glowing red eyes grew larger on its snarling face. WeirdNewJersey.com says the creature savagely attacked its own mother, then turned its attention to the rest of the horrified onlookers who witnessed its transformation. It flew at them, clawing and biting, voicing unearthly shrieks the entire time. It then crawled up the chimney where it escaped into the night, and it's been haunting the Pine Barrens ever since. In some versions of the legend, Mother Leeds was a witch, and the child's father was said to be Satan himself. I remember hearing that one when I was younger. Yeah, same. Well, all of it, but that last part especially. Interestingly, Mother Leeds was a real person. There's documentation of a Deborah Leeds who lived in Leeds Point, New Jersey, with her husband, Japheth. In his will, which was written in 1736, Japheth left his belongings to his children, of which there were 12 named. I literally can't imagine having 12 kids. No! (laughs) I I can't even imagine having one! (laughs) What's interesting, too, though, is that once this story took off, it really stuck. Mm -hmm. By the early 1800s, the Leeds Devil was a very well-known legend in the New Jersey area. Even Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother, claimed to have seen it in 1820 while he was out hunting on his Bordentown estate. It wouldn't be until 1909, though, that sightings of the Jersey Devil started circulating wildly. Mm. From January 16th through the 23rd of 1909, newspapers from South Jersey and the Pennsylvania areas started publishing a ton of different accounts and sightings of the Jersey Devil, with one person even claiming that it attacked a trolley car. Hmm. Police who were called to the scene reported that they had fired at the creature, but that their bullets did nothing to harm it. Ooh, like the uh, the lichens in Underworld. Yes. <laughs> Love those movies. <laughs> Me too. Fear soon spread throughout the community, obviously. <laughs> 
so much so that schools actually shut down at one point. The Philadelphia Zoo also put out a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil. And someone tried saying that they had indeed caught him, Mm -hmm. but it just turned out to be a kangaroo that the guy had put fake wings on, which (laughs) objectively is hilarious. It is. (laughs) It is. I'm sure the kangaroo disagreed, though, (laughs) so... After the 1909 rampage, things quieted down a bit. People still reported some sightings here and there, but in 1927, a man claimed that the Jersey Devil had attacked him while he was changing a car tire. Oh. Then in 1960, several residents of Mays Landing started hearing horrifying horrifying Residents of Mays Landing started hearing horrifying screams during the night that they attributed to the Jersey Devil. In 1972, a woman, Mary Ritzer Christensen, who did not believe in the legend until her encounter, said that she had spotted the Jersey Devil crossing the road behind her car. Hmm. She described him as being taller than a man, and it had thick haunches that resembled a goat and a massive woolly head. Huh. Mm. The creature was continuously spotted by New Jersey residents during the decade, but one of the weirdest and probably most disturbing accounts of the Jersey Devil occurred in 1980. A forest ranger was called to a farm near the Pine Barrens because some pigs had been killed during the night. This was way different than anything the ranger had seen before, though. Flesh from the pigs' backs were gone, and the animals were all clawed up on their sides. Oh my god. Oh, poor little guys. Yeah. There were reportedly no fingerprints or any drops of blood on the ground or on the surrounding areas, so the deaths of the pigs were attributed to the Jersey Devil. That had to be horrifying to witness. I mean, imagine being the pig. (laughs) That too. (laughs) Oh. A year later, in 1981, a group of friends who were camping in the Pine Barrens had a oh boy scary That's how it always begins always <laughs> we love a good camping story. Mm. They had a run in with the Jersey Devil too. A few in the group decided to ride dirt bikes, and the rest of the group stayed behind to tend to the fire and camp supplies and whatever else. <laughs> You need to attend Mm -hmm. to while camping. (laughs) I'm not a camping gal, so... (laughs) The group on the dirt bikes, though, said that at one point, the engine on every one of their bikes stalled at the same time, Mm. and in the quiet, they all heard what they described as an ear-piercing, inhuman scream. God, like a banshee. Yeah. When they returned to camp... The friends that had stayed behind also said that they heard the screams, too. Mm. I don't know if the friends believed in the Jersey Devil before they camped in the woods, but one of the guys went to a local bar after that experience, and he told the bartender about the screams that he and his friends had heard, and I guess the bartender told him very matter-of-factly that it had been the Jersey Devil making those screams. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's unsettling. (laughs) I know. 
There's also a lot of similarities here to some of the legends mm-hmm. in our Haunted Lakes episode, like piercing, screaming sounds, and stalling cars. Yeah. While water may be our life source, the earth is energizing and obviously grounding in its own way. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if there's other reasons that it seems to inhabit these woods other than the obvious like history of the beast mm-hmm. to the land <laughs> and easier survival in the cover of the forest. Perhaps it feels activated by the environment that mm. it chose. Sort of like the legend fuels his yeah. power, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I know you mentioned earlier, but a lot of the ground in the Pine Barrens is quite sandy. Mm -hmm. And in many forms of spirituality, sand is representative of disturbances and loneliness Hmm. and is often looked at as being from nowhere. Hmm. So maybe the Jersey Devil or whatever form that energy takes relates with that. Mm. Now, this next witness account feels similar to our friends run in with the Lansingburg werewolf. Three cars on Route 9 in Bayville late at night slammed on their brakes when they allegedly saw a 10-foot-tall creature run across the road that they believed to be the Jersey Devil. It was described as having a long head and short, flat ears. Hmm. They said that it came from the woods and galloped out in front of traffic, then ran back into the woods on the other side of the road. There are several accounts with photos and videos of this, like, tiny black (laughs) unicorn-looking creature flying into the air that people have called the Jersey Devil, but one of them just really made me giggle. (laughs) I taught Photoshop and Premiere Pro at the college level, and I just can't (laughs) with some of the evidence (laughs) that's Mm. being presented. I mean, not just really in this case only, but for all paranormal evidence, I feel like it's healthy to remain skeptical of some things. I'm hard to fool here, though. (laughs) Not knocking anyone's experiences. Maybe it is real. I don't know. But I do know that if something is flying in the air, captured on video, it's probably going to move its legs and its body a little bit and not look like a stuffed animal, totally frozen, but also gliding through the air. (laughs) It's just very obvious in a video. I don't know. I wasn't, um, you know, impressed. Ah, I wasn't impressed. (laughs) I know... The very video yeah. that you were talking <laughs> yeah. about. And um, a stuffed unicorn is <laughs> correct. But stuff is so easy to fake nowadays. I definitely agree that mm-hmm. there's some critical thinking skills you have to apply to most of this stuff. Especially with cryptids. Uh, of like course, people yeah. fake lake monsters all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. All the time. And I'm not knocking anyone else's experience either, of course. But I remember watching a show years ago, like it had to be over a decade, probably 12 years ago, 15. Mm -hmm. And it was a couple living near the Pine Barrens who said that the Jersey Devil had walked on their roof one night Mm. and had left footprints in the snow. And they took a picture of these footprints and the tracks were literally just horseshoe prints. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like very, 
very clearly made with a metal horseshoe. Again, not (laughs) impressed. (laughs) And also, I mean, if the Jersey Devil's been able to survive for this long, (laughs) don't you think it would have acquired some critical thinking skills a little bit? And if it can fly, why would it leave tracks in the snow on your roof, Jan? (laughs) But that's just ridiculous. Um, D minus for effort. (laughs) A plus for trolling, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes. (laughs) What I do kind of find fascinating, though, is just how many forest rangers have claimed to see him. Mm. A ranger reported that he encountered the Jersey Devil in 1993. It apparently had blocked the road for some time. And according to the ranger, it was about six feet tall with matted black fur, which does vary a little bit Mm -hmm. from most descriptions Mm -hmm. of the Jersey Devil. But what's also different about this sighting is that the ranger claimed that he and the Jersey Devil stared at each other for a few minutes. Oh, that's... Wow. Before the devil walked off into the woods. Wow. The ranger said that the encounter didn't scare him, though. Instead, he said that he felt oddly comforted. He deserves a raise. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's said, too, that now some locals believe that the Jersey Devil is more of a protector of the Pine Barrens Mm. and won't harm those who show it respect. Kind of like the ranger here, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, but I also don't live there. Right. (laughs) And I don't have to patrol it. Nope. (laughs) We also wanted to share some stories that we saw on weirdnewjersey.com for their page on the Jersey Devil, where there's just some encounters that people have written in and shared there. The first one is by a man named Keith, and he called his entry, Don't Ever Camp in the Pine Barrens Alone. I won't. Trust me, Keith. No, I probably wouldn't (laughs) camp there even if I wasn't alone. Nope. Same. (laughs) I spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens when I was growing up in New Jersey and had my share of strange experiences. When I was about 13, I went camping alone. Wow. No. Wow. (laughs) Near Hampton Furnace. I had a bow with me and went looking for rabbit dinner. Also, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. About an hour before sundown, something started following me back in the trees. Mm-hmm. It tailed <laughs> it tailed me back to my camp and circled when I cooked my dinner. There's a theme here. Yeah. This kept up until about two hours after dark, and let me tell you, it was one dark night. Mm. I finally decided that my visitor had moved on and crawled into my tent. Ugh. That's a breach of privacy. (laughs) Yeah. When I just started to calm down, I heard a foot stomp right behind the tent. Absolutely no. I got all set to jump out when this thing, whatever it was, started screaming. I would compare the volume of the scream to a large truck's horn. Oh my God. I couldn't decide what to do. I had my bow and knife and they didn't seem like much. After several blasts, it just stopped. I didn't hear a sound except my heart for about an hour. I was sure that if I stuck my head out of the tent, I would lose it. (laughs) In the morning, I could find no tracks in the pine needles. To this day, I still don't like sleeping in tents. I'd rather shake my... 
I'd rather take my chances. <laughs> I'd rather take my chances in the open. And that's why I don't go camping. It can be so creepy, dude. I have so many stories. Oh my gosh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't need to experience that. Yep. And th- there are a multitude of other reasons why I don't go camping. Yep. But. I, again, the Adirondacks have so many animals in them. Yep. I can't imagine what is lurking in the Pine Barrens. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> With legends like this. I know. Who wouldn't catch me out there. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This next submitted story is called The Screams of the Jersey Devil, and it's by a woman named Megan. She wrote... I actually have two stories about the Jersey Devil. The first one is my own experience. As a little kid, my parents took my family camping every summer around the Pine Barrens. One night, as we all slept in a big tent, I woke up to the sound of what, to me, was like a woman screaming. I just keep picturing like a banshee. Yes. And that's terrifying. Still not something I'd want to see. No. It was a blood-curdling scream over and over again. But I was the only one awake. Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, if it is a banshee, I mean, you only hear the banshee call when you're knocking on death's door. So the fact that she's the only one, ooh, I thought, being the naive child I was, that a woman was being attacked by a wolf. Hmm. I don't know where I got that conclusion, but it must have been from the screams. No one believed my story ever. As I got older, I became... I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. As I got older, I became more interested in the Jersey Devil legend. Many of the stories were people talking about the screams they hear in the pines at night. As they described them, I got chills because I knew what they were talking about. (laughs) And I just got a chill down my spine. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, and this is still Megan... I was talking to my uncle, who's from Pomona, New Jersey, and he compared what I described to what he has also heard growing up in the pines. This leads me to my other story, which is his experience. He said that when he was growing up, he had this dog that would stay by him all the time as he played out in the woods and fields around his house. One day, while he was on his porch, he could hear those same screams coming from deep in the woods, and his dog ran out of sight after the noise. Oh, no. I know. Apparently, the screams got louder and the dog scrambled back to the porch with his tail between his legs and never left the porch again. Oh, well, that's sad. I know. Hey, but at least he was okay. I thought this was going to take a much darker turn there. I wouldn't do that to the audience. Yeah. (laughs) As hard as he tried, my uncle could not get his once faithful dog to follow him into those woods. So maybe this isn't any hard evidence, but it sure as hell is weird. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that something exists out there. Mm. Even though she said it might not be hard evidence, once other animals, especially dogs, react to things like that, you know there's something out of the ordinary there. Oh, absolutely. Oh Mm -mm. my God. Mm -mm. And the last one that we want to share, titled Field Trips to the Jersey Devil's Turf by a woman named Kelly. 
As a native of Cape May County, I've had the typical rite of passage trip to the Pine Barrens, the legendary home of the Jersey Devil. This Jersey girl went to Cape May County Technical High School, which sponsored trips to the Pine Barrens for good grades in certain classes. Wow. That's... Is that fun? <laughs> that seems a little risky. <laughs> I was one of the fortunate students to go three times wow. during my four-year career at CMCT. More power to ya, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Each time I went on this trip, my canoe was followed by a heavy-footed thing, and you kept going back, huh? I know. Hello. <laughs> yeah. With each step, I heard branches snap under its feet, maybe hooves, who knows, Every 10 minutes or so, I could hear deep, beastly growls that to this very day give me the creeps. Being in a canoe and on a class trip didn't afford me much opportunity to flee in terror, so I, I, I probably would have. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> so I stuck it out for three years. Every year it was the same. Stuck it out. Mm -hmm. So did they... Did she not have a choice? I don't know. Were they forced to go? <laughs> oh my god. We're making you go to the Pine Barrens. You're gonna like it. <laughs> During my sophomore year, I was pretty confident about my canoeing skills, so I didn't look over my shoulder much. I went canoeing with a friend of mine when we came across a bag that had been torn open and gone through. Mm. Around it were prints on the ground that looked like something of a horse's hoof, only bigger. Then I heard it, the cry that still haunts my dreams, part human, part beast, and full of anger, pregnant with pure hate. I nearly flipped the canoe. We left, leaving whatever it was out there behind, or so I thought. Oh God. God, it just gets worse. <laughs> I have, like, literal chills yeah. on my shoulders. It seemed to follow us. Don't they always? <laughs> of course. Every time we stopped or paused, it got closer to the river. Mm -mm. We pushed on. Then the worst came to worst as we flipped the canoe. I heard the thing running right behind us and thought for sure that we were dead. When we righted our canoe and got back into it as fast as humanly possible, we finally made it to safety and sun fried to a crisp, missing all of our valuables and most of our clothes, but never happier to be on shore. <laughs> We packed up our bus and left. As we were leaving, I rested my head on the window and saw a little cottage. I looked at it until the bus was about to pass it and I saw a woman. She looked back at me and I could see her skin was torn and bleeding. What? After the bus passed, she vanished. <laughs> Scared me so badly, I wouldn't go into the woods for a year. Um... I'd probably never go back. <laughs> Literally, so. what the hell? Yeah. That's the most terrifying Jersey Devil account I've ever heard of. It's the manifestation of itself, whoever that woman was, and then just the disappearing and the vanishing. Yes. Like, why you gotta do that? I know. <laughs> why we gotta do this? I know. This dance. <laughs> to finish up today, we wanted to do a little quiz. So, of course... <laughs> The quiz that we're doing is titled, What Cryptid Are You? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we each have our laptops, so we're just going to do it at the same time, alternating between reading the questions. All right. I got mine pulled up. Do you? Yes, I okay. do. Do you want to go first? Oh, I just, I have to type in my name. But yes, I will go first. There's 10 questions. Mm -hmm. And lots of answers. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Question one, what's your preferred snack? Something I've just baked, whatever fast food I'm craving, something quick, I'm in a hurry, snacks, I'm on a diet, some granola or fruit, something sweet like cookies, chips, specifically watermelon candy, (laughs) dark chocolate, or boba tea? Mm. I'm going to go something I just baked. I'm going to do the cookies. Okay, next. Question two. How are you spending your quarantine? I'm working on projects I didn't have time for before. I'm constantly FaceTiming my friends. I miss being around people. Clearly, this quiz was made about two years ago. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm enjoying my time alone. I'm trying to keep a journal, baking, learning to knit, doing yoga. I'm an essential worker. There's a quarantine? (laughs) And... Sleeping. (laughs) Snacking. (laughs) I'm going to say, I'm going to go with what I actually did during quarantine. And what I did was keep up a journal. That's what I am doing. Yeah. Yeah. I did not learn how to knit, but I did do yoga. Oh my God. I had the best yoga routine. I remember that. Starting that again. We just did yoga before we, um, a nice calming little yoga bedtime yoga we did to we, chill out we before did. today's episode and and we did in fact yawn a lot yes we did <laughs> so it works yeah all right question three what's one word you would pick to describe yourself i don't want to describe myself <laughs> free spirit exhausted loyal kind pretentious determined unique wild extroverted, gentle, introverted, haunted, funny, quiet, creative. There's so many options. There's so many. (laughs) I am, I could go with the obvious and get creative Mm -hmm. because I got the MFA, but I kind of like unique. Yeah. You know, I'll just go creative. And so I will go unique. (laughs) All right, question four. Choose an article of clothing. Comfy PJs, ooh, Mm. big sweater, ooh, Mm. raincoat, overalls, Doc Martens, a t-shirt advertising for jfkisstrappedinthemoon.org. Okay. Whatever it is, it's black. Mm. Mm. Sunglasses, jeans, sturdy, denim, blue. (laughs) Gotta go with the big sweater. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. My my obvious would be whatever it is, it's black. But mm-hmm. big sweaters, man. You I know. know. They're just the best. You can't beat them. Everything I've been buying lately is like XL. Yeah. <laughs> I just love a big, cozy t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Question five. Why do you like cryptids? Do you believe they're real? Cryptids are real. Bigfoot sold me weed behind the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'm already picking that one. That's great. (laughs) That's amazing. I like cryptids because I'm lame. They're not real. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Of course they're real. I am one. Close second for me right there. See, I think that's going to be my (laughs) first one. (laughs) I don't really believe, but I think the paranormal is super interesting. Mm. I'm not interested in cryptids, and I don't believe in them. I'm not sure why I'm taking this quiz at all. Get out of here. (laughs) 
I'm interested in the unexplained phenomenon that occurs in our world, things that lie just outside of human perception. I believe that there's a possibility of their existence. Huh. I mean, like, yeah, but I'm still going to go with the one that says I'm a cryptid. What shampoo do you use? (laughs) Organic stuff. I'm trying to keep my carbon footprint small. Admirable. Yeah. As long as it gets the job done, I don't really care. Something that smells good. The good shit. I care a lot about my appearance, so I go out of my way to get fancy shampoo, and I don't wash my hair. (laughs) I'm going something that smells good. And I'm going with the good shit. Mm. Because I have bottles of Olaplex in my cabinet. In my my shower, too. (laughs) Yep. Question seven. What's your vibe? Polaroid What's pictures. What's vibe? <laughs> Polaroid pictures, faded old t-shirts, cigarette smoke, and typewriter letters. Ooh, starting off strong. Okay. That's a good one. Yep. Freshly, fresh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> freshly cracked glow sticks, whispers, secrets, and radioactive waste. <laughs> Fairy lights, the late night silence when everyone is asleep, pillow fork, forks, pill- <laughs> pillow forks. It's a new sculptural project. <laughs> pillow forts and knickknacks. <laughs> Gentle rain and a cup of tea, warm sweaters oh. and sprouting plants. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Red lipstick. Glitter, singing at the top of your lungs, and a pounding heartbeat. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Dark red velvet, thick and creeping fog, noises calling out from the darkness, choking fear and cold skin. Ooh. That's a good one, too. That is. Late night takeout, winning an argument, hot coffee and sleepless nights. Sunlight streaming through the forest, the musical sound of running water, clean and cold air. Driving down the highway with the windows down, sunglasses and candy-stained tongues, laughing so hard it hurts. Soft linens swaying on a clothesline, the warm sun on your face, the sound of wind chimes. It's like I'm there. (laughs) I'm going with dark red velvet, thick and creeping fog. Mm Noises calling out from the darkness, choking fear and cold skin. Yeah, that's what I was going to pick. But the gentle rain and a cup of tea, mm. warm sweaters and plants just seems more like my day to day. Yeah. Speaking of, question eight. Where do you want to spend the day? <laughs> in my room, I've got snacks in my Netflix. I don't need anything else. <laughs> well, well, I know which one yeah, I'm picking. Yeah. Solving the JonBenet Ramsey case from my room and staring into flashlights. Why would you do that? I don't know. Stare into a flashlight. Psycho. Sleeping off. <laughs> Psycho. <laughs> Sleeping off last night's hangover so I can go out again tonight. Working in the garden or baking something tasty. Ooh. Volunteering at the local soup kitchen. I just want to help people, you know? Reading at the local cafe. Posing on grave sites with my friends at the local cemetery might fuck around and hang out under the overpass later. (laughs) At the art museum, hiking in the woods, life is so overwhelming. I just want to get away from it all. (laughs) 
The arcade. Maybe it's a little childish, but my friends and I are having so much fun. Hmm. In my room, snacks, Netflix. Netflix, yep. Yep. That was easy. Yep. (laughs) Question nine. What do you think? It's important to live deliberately. Death is an important part of life. It is in your best interest to find a way to be very tender. Homesick ghosts are keeping me awake. I feel like I'm lingering uncomfortably in the doorway of my own life. Never too much of a good thing. You have to grow up and change the world that broke you. There is a future waiting, and it is full of joy. Fortune favors the strange. Or it is both reckless and necessary to make the choice to love. Hmm. I like fortune favors the strange. (laughs) That's the one I was looking at. But I think because while under an influence last night, I had a realization being the oldest child is really um, your personality gets defined for you. So I'm going to say you have to grow up and change the world that broke you. Question 10. What's your favorite cryptid? (laughs) This won't affect your results. I'm just curious. It's Mothman for me. We've all seen the statue. (laughs) I don't know what mine would be. I can't type it in. I'm on my iPad. Oh, no. And I'm not getting the uh, keyboard. (gasps) Ah! (laughs) Okay, I just hit next. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Ah, what'd you get? I'm very happy because this is also one of my favorite cryptids. I got the Fresno Nightcrawler. Really? Me too. (laughs) Hey, there's two of them in this photo. Maybe it's us. Oh, it is. (laughs) You're the quiet type and have probably referred to yourself as a small bean before. (laughs) Soft and tender is a way of life for you. I live near Fresno, so you're close to my heart, even though you look like walking pants. (laughs) Let's drink some tea together while it rains outside. Well, that just sounds lovely. That sounds great. Uh, You know, count me in. Yeah, I'll be right alongside you. I like the sound of that. So. (laughs) Fresno Nightcrawlers, huh? Yeah. We'll have to do another No Rest for the Cryptid episode on them. Yep, definitely. We'll include the link to this quiz, (laughs) as well as all other links, like sources, of course, in the show notes, if you want to find out, you know, which cryptid you're most aligned with. (laughs) Join us in our efforts to remain forever young in (laughs) spirit by bringing things like paper fortune tellers (laughs) and online quizzes to the podcast. Yes. (laughs) Also... Sarah and I will be going to the Pine Barrens in a few weeks, so we'll be discussing that in an upcoming episode Mm -hmm. in case anything out of the ordinary happens. Even if it doesn't, we'll be on the hunt and we'll sure, we'll sure, we'll sure, we'll sure. And of course, besides the pod, you can find us on Instagram at the Castaways Pod. No punctuations all one word, or on TikTok at the underscore castaways underscore pod. And you can also reach out to us via email at thecastaways.pod at gmail.com. 
That's all we have for you this week for the first installment of our No Rest for the Cryptid series. As always, thanks for spending your time with us. Once again, I'm Sarah. I'm Kelsey. And And we're we're the the Castaways. The Pine Barrens is a vast area of desolate sandy roads and pine trees. Pined? <laughs> and pined trees. They're really pining for each other. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why they're called the Pine Barrens. <laughs> oh, jeez. <clears throat> so mature of us. <laughs> Mother Leeds, who lived in the Pine Barrens with her 12 children, got pregnant with a 13th child, and out of frustration, she cursed the child. Frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know if the friends believed in the Jersey Devil before they camped in the woods, but one of the guys went to the local bar after that experience and told the bartender about the screams that he and his friends had heard. And the bartender... <laughs> and the bartender... <laughs>